The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from my house <laughs> and live from Traven's house. And later on, we're going to be live from Elaine Hall's house, I think. Uh, I'm not sure where she's going to be, uh, but I would imagine she's home. Anyway, so thrilled to be here with you this morning. It's Tuesday. I don't know what day it is of the new normal. Um, I know people are like, oh, it's day what I can't even uh, write that to me. I don't know, like that's that's too permanent. I can't I can't go there. But it's Tuesday, and uh, excited. And I think it's important to note that it's Tuesday. There are way too many people in my life who are like, "What day of the week is it?" And I got all discombobulated last week and didn't know what day of the week it was. So it's Tuesday. If you're watching us live, and hey, there are lots of ways for you to watch us live, and there are lots of ways to watch us recorded. So I'm going to remind you about some of the different ways that you can watch the show. And Traven may or may not put up a graphic about it, but uh, I want to, oh, look at how, oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Hopefully you guys are still seeing me. Uh, so uh, having some internet issues, don't know why. But I uh, want you to know that you can watch us live on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our homepage, which is autism-live.com. Now, if you want to watch us recorded, we're available in all those places recorded, but look at where else we are too. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, on iHeartRadio and Deezer. So you can check us out there. And, and again, on our homepage, autism-life.com, lots of things to do. You can check out our toy guide at the very top of the page. Uh, if you're looking for something, the perfect gift to sort of spice things up at home, for the kiddo or teen or parent in your life. Um, but also there's a chat. Uh, it's a free live anonymous chat. And I bring that up because the other places where you can talk with us on Facebook and on YouTube, it identifies you at least by your username. And for some of you, it's, it's all good and it's all fine. But I, one of my favorite students ever used to say to me all the time, I don't wanna put my business on the streets. Uh, and if you're wanting to keep things a little closer to the vest and don't necessarily want your mother-in-law to know that you're asking questions here, I don't know why, but you know maybe there's a reason why. Uh, I want to remind you that uh, it's completely anonymous when you write in a question on Autism Live. I don't even get to know where you're writing in from. It doesn't even you know give me uh, you know like a, a geocache of where you are. So we do encourage you, whenever you write in, to include information about what the closest major city is. We don't, we don't need to know anybody's home address. That's like, you know, none of our business. But if you tell me, for instance, that you live in Pittsburgh, um, there's going to be different resources available for you than if, say, you live two hours outside of Las Vegas, right? It just follows. It's not one size fits all, um, and it is not geographically one size fits all. So we do enjoy when you tell us, um, you know, information about the person that you're asking the questions for, whether that's you or somebody else, how old, um, you know, what may, what the major issues are, what the kind of help and support that you're looking for, write in, ask the questions. We, I'm going to be honest, I know that many, many of you, so many people in April wrote in and said, I would like to be on your show. And I want you to know that I'm working through those and processing those as fast as I can um, and, and we do have lots of opportunity to have guests on the show, um, but I, I'm trying to keep up with the flow. So be patient with me. If you feel that you're being ignored, I apologize. I am working on it. So, uh, and 
And by the way, if there's somebody that you would like to be on the show, please write in. I took it really to heart. You, I had Temple Grandin on and you all said, well, we really like, would like to have her mother. And voila, <laughs> we had that happen. Wasn't that something? If you missed Friday's show when, when Temple's mother, Eustacia Grandin was here and she read that essay that she wrote titled Limbo. Oh my gosh, right? Uh, I had chills all weekend about that. So uh, I think, you know, what we're trying to do at the end of this month, because it's been a doozy of a month, we've covered so much here that my head is still spinning and probably you didn't all get a chance to keep up on it. I'm trying to put out an interactive calendar that goes back a month so that you could click on any day and see uh, and, and connect directly to the shows so that you could rewatch some of those episodes because I think they're really worth it. Working on it. Month's not over. Let's see how long it takes me. Let's see if I can get it done by June. All right. It's a, it's a deal. Uh, all right. Uh, I like to remind you at the start of this show that we have lots of experts on the show. I'm not one of them, not an expert in autism. Don't confuse me for an expert in autism. I'm a mom. I'm a very proud mom of an individual who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half. It, he is now about to be 17. Stop. Where does the time go? Right. Um, but so often, uh, especially in April, I, I, I have to think back to my early days when he was first diagnosed. And if somebody could have told me, if somebody could have just sat me down and said, here's where you're going to end up and showed me two minutes of what my life is like now with my child. Oh my gosh. I would have been so jazzed. I would have been like on fire. I, I just would have been so excited. I had to picture it for myself. Um, and uh, I'm being told that there are, our, our lag is bad. In a second here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook up to ethernet to see if we can't get this working better. Uh, I might have to do that sooner as opposed to later, but I gotta get help to do it. Uh, so talk amongst yourselves. No, I'm kidding. Um, let me, I'm, I'm texting my husband. Uh, you can do it with me. Hang in, I'm gonna get this fixed. Sorry, it's not fun watching the um, text, is it? Okay, so um, yes, and somebody is writing in saying that Kobe Bird was great too, wasn't he? Isn't he something else? Uh, so anyway, I, uh, I, I was taking a trip down memory lane and remembering what it was like in the early days. I just want you to know that it's part of my mission is to be here to remind you that good things happen. It's strength over time equals a power. I know that you're in this COVID emergency and it feels like, what can I do? You might feel powerless. You're not. This is, uh, in some ways, this is a gift that you can connect with your kiddo and learn the things that you need to learn during this time. And I promise you, if you do, you're gonna come out the other end with your kiddo better, with you better and your relationship better. So, um, you know, keep, keep on trucking. And I promise you that um, there's so much progress to be had with all individuals. So I was starting to say, I'm not an expert, but I'm a parent who's had experience with going through this with my child. And I've been hosting shows, journalistic shows about autism now for over a decade. So I've interviewed a few people, I've interviewed a few experts, I've interviewed a lot of parents, I've interviewed a lot of self-advocates, and I, I have nothing but hope. Um, and I'm glad that you're here with us, I'm glad that you found us. Okay, uh, I do want to tell you that on these days, we like to, whenever we can, start off with jargon of the day. Uh, so let's, uh, let's see if we can do this. Cause my internet, I'm still waiting for my husband who is washing dishes. What, how lucky am I that I got, I, I got a man who I'm doing a show and he's washing dishes. All right. Yesterday we did DRA for our jargon of the day. And today we have DRO. Uh, and I deliberately put them side by side because I think as a parent, they kick my can all the time. These are jargon terms that we hear people say, and they'll say, well, we're, we're doing DRA or we're doing DRO. And I still, still have trouble and have to help, have help um, to remind me, okay, what's the difference between these two? So we did DRA yesterday, which is differential reinforcement of alternative behavior. So you're ready to see what DRO is? Uh, DRO, um, 
is going to be differential reinforcement. Go ahead, Traven. Um, I'm texting my husband again. Uh, differential reinforcement of other behaviors. And, and they're calling it omission therapy here. It's reinforcement is given in the absence of targeted behavior or is given as long as the targeted inappropriate behavior does not occur. Okay, so let's, uh, I love to make fun of the um, definitions, but there's not really much anything there to be made fun of, but do we have another one, Traven, that tells us a little bit, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tears it down just a little bit for our uh, working definition? I'm so distracted because the internet. Okay, so DRO, giving a reward when the behavior isn't happening. If the behavior happens, reward access to the reinforcer stops. Okay, so think about it this way. So DRA is when we figured out what the function of the behavior is and we're gonna give them an alternative behavior to do and we're gonna reinforce that alternative behavior, okay? That's what DRA is. DRO says, the child is doing a behavior that we're really not happy with and it's really a tough nut to crack. So now we're gonna reinforce absolutely everything but that. So, you know, let's say the example that we did yesterday that the child is spitting on their hands and then they're rubbing it on the desk, right? When we did DRA, we gave them something else to do. We gave them uh, a squishy in their hands and we reinforced the squishy right? And did not reinforce the, and it, and it was competing with it. So um, for DRO, we're going to reinforce absolutely everything else that the child does. So if the child is writing, we're going to reinforce that. If the child is playing with Play-Doh, we're going to reinforce that. But if the child begins, and, and we're going to, whatever we decide that the reinforcer is, because it's something that's meaningful to the child. So let's say that every minute they do it, um, I'm going to call my husband because he's, he's not, uh, and the internet is bad. We cannot have this. All right, here we go. We're making a phone call. Um, I'm so distracted. Um, I can't even find my husband's phone number. You're watching me have a meltdown. You guys, this is terrible. Um, here we go. Not call my brother-in-law, which I've done before. Let's see if he'll pick up. He was, he was washing dishes. Um, but so we're going to reinforce absolute, Hey, I need the cord, uh, the ethernet cord. Can you bring that in? I'm in the middle of the show and the internet is unstable. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Um, so anyway, and so we're going to try to keep my husband off camera. Um, cause I'm going to imagine that he's washing dishes and is not appropriate for internet. Uh, but, uh, thank you, love. Bring it right in. Thank you so much. Um, all right, we're gonna switch to hardwire and see if that helps. Okay, let us know, Traven, if that helps at all. So imagine, you know, with DRA, you're picking, your strategy is that you're gonna pick something and you're going to try to have that be the, the replacement reinforcer or something that, uh, that, um, that competes with um, the, the, the skill that they compete with, that's challenging. For DRO, we're saying, you know, we're just going to heap attention and reinforcement on this individual for doing everything except the behavior that is challenging. So it's a different mode, right? And it should look vastly different because if I'm going to reinforce a child for playing with a squishy, right, that's one thing. But if I'm going to reinforce them for, you know, Everything else besides spitting on their hands is going to look vastly different. So hopefully that makes sense. And there are very specific things and times when you would use one. We talked yesterday for DRA that um, functional communication is a DRA. Um, so we're, we're giving them a way to communicate. With DRO, it really is looking at um, hitting hard at not having that behavior happen. And you really up the reinforcement and you really up the praise. And then all of that becomes unavailable when the person starts to engage in the behavior. So it's almost like everything goes radio silence. We don't give any attention, which includes no scolding, right? 
um, when the person engages in the behavior. They lose access to all the good things in life. So it's just another way of attacking that challenging behavior. Hopefully I haven't confused you too much while the internet went. All right, moving on. We always have a question of the day for you. And our question today, uh, which I suspect is slightly wonky because we thought we were doing something else today and then we flipped it. But uh, our question today, and I don't know what it is, Draven. Oh, the show today, it's Tuesday. Oh, okay, here, what is your favorite thing to do? And by the way, you can say what your favorite thing is to do um, in the COVID, or you can say what your favorite thing is to do not in the COVID. We're not putting limits on this. So what is your favorite thing to do? I gotta be honest, I have a lot of things that I love to do. I really, really do. I love fireworks, Mm, fireworks are the best. But um, last night I, you know, I had a whole bunch of work to do and I said, not happening, not happening because I sat down and played Scrabble with my husband and my kid. It's the first time my kid had ever played Scrabble. And my husband had only learned how to play Scrabble yesterday. I don't know how this could be that I'm married to this man for 18 years and he'd never played Scrabble. Uh, we played millions of other games, but we played Scrabble. And I and I got to say, getting to spend time at the table with my boys playing a game and they get silly. They always get silly. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, that's my favorite thing is to get to spend time with them and have it be silly. I always say, you know, I love to go to Disneyland. Uh, we don't get to go to Disneyland very often, but I never love my husband more than at Disneyland because when we can have those moments outside of time, so much of life is we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Move, you know, like, um, and so much of our lives um, are, you know, these conversations here, there, wherever, and we're not good at taking vacations and going places. Although, you know, last year at this time, we had just come back from being in Boston for like 10 days, which was so glad. I'm so glad that we took time, time to do that. But so what we do is every once in a while, take a day, not even a full day and go to Disneyland. And I always say, I never love my husband more than I do at Disneyland because both of us get to put everything else aside and just be at Disneyland. Can I also say too, because my husband is a voice actor, every time we go to Disneyland, my husband books something. We get there and the agent calls and goes, hey, you booked this every single time. So it's like our, our lucky charm. Um, in, but in the, it doesn't matter, take the Disneyland out of it, getting to spend time where we're just focused on what we're doing with my two boys, that's it for me. That's absolutely it for me. And can I also say for the person who wrote it and said I needed to hear this today, that there was a time when my son was three when I didn't think that was ever going to be. I was like, will there be like play Scrabble? And by the way, he beat us. First time playing Scrabble. And I'm not, I'm no slouch at Scrabble. Can I tell you? And my son beat us both. Uh, We're both wordsmiths and he beat us both. So there you have it. And when he was three and they were telling me that could never happen, that he would never speak. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, do the right things, do them often enough. Good things come to pass. Not everybody ends up in the same place, but everybody makes progress. It's a thing. Uh, so yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, moving on. We always have a topic for the week and our topic this week uh, continues to be, and again, I have nothing, I'm flying blind. Uh, oh, there it is, self-care. I remember it now, self-care. Uh, and, and I was really struck yesterday by the things that you guys wrote in and said about, well, you know, I'm a single mom, you know, I've got multiple kids on the spectrum, there's no break for me, there's, you know, there's no time for me to do self-care. And I just want to say to you, like, as long as you believe that, that will be your truth. Um, and, um, it, you will continue to struggle. And, and I know, cause I I've done there, I do that at least twice a day. I'll, I tell that tale to myself, Oh, I don't have time for self-care. It is not the truth. Um, because you can do self-care with your kiddos. You can stand there and brush your teeth with them. Um, is it the same as if you had time to meditate for yourself with, you know, someone massaging oil into your back at a spot? No, it's not. Let's not pretend that it's the same, but um, this, you know, this thing we tell ourselves about, I don't have time for self-care. It is, we've got to change that thinking. All of us, myself first, right? Like, cause I can't give away what I don't have. Um, but you do have time 
maybe you don't have time for as much self-care as we think you need to have, but let's take some time for self-care and let's model that behavior for our kiddos. Do it with them. I dare you to do, you know, find, um, just Google kids meditation and do five minutes of it with your kids today. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Now, now you have to. Uh, so, and then let me know if it was worthwhile or maybe it just ends up being silly and it's something that you laugh about and write a blog about. I don't know, but let's give it a try. Something, 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 something. Even if it's that we all take a minute and moisturize our hands today, which I did not do at the start of the show. We take, you know, 30 seconds and put some lotion on our beleaguered hands, which have been washed into outer oblivion, right? Self-care. It starts with us, but you could do this with your kiddos. You put a little bit of lotion in their hands and you put lotion in your hands and you rub their hands together with yours and everybody feels the benefit of that. That's what self-care can look like um, when we need to and we need to. All right. So today on the show, like we had something different planned and then we had to switch our days around, but it worked out perfectly because we are welcoming back to the show today, the fabulous Elaine Hall. She is known as Coach E. Uh, she is the founder of the Miracle Project. And many, many moons ago, the, uh, the show uh, um, debuted on HBO Autism News. And that was about Elaine's program, The Miracle Project, and a group of kids and what she decided to do to help them to find their inner selves and, and to be able to perform on stage. And so now after all of these years, it's today, it has arrived on HBO Today, they are premiering Autism, the sequel. So uh, we're joined by Elaine Hall, and I don't know if she's there now, and if we can just have her come into the room. I think that that is a distinct possibility. If not, Traven, let me know. And it's still saying that my internet is unstable, even though I have it hardwired now. What is up with the internet? Mm. Uh, okay, she is not joined yet. Uh, but I want to let you guys know, we said we would be here as long as the internet is here. And I apologize that the internet is uh, struggling. Oh, it looks like maybe she is here now. Uh, so do we have, uh, well, I'm just going to say nice things about Elaine until we have her come into the room. Uh, I got to meet Elaine Hall uh, probably 10, 11 years ago. And um, I thought that she was amazing and uh, a very talented individual. And then I came to see one of the shows that they did at the Miracle Project. And you know how Katy Perry says, wig blown? Yeah, that's where I was at. And I realized that there were a lot of things that I didn't know. And believe me, you know, my background is theater. That's what my, my master's degree is in. And I was humbled by what I saw that Elaine was able to do with her program which is inclusive. There are, there are folks that perform on stage that don't have an autism diagnosis. There are people on stage. There's Elaine. I was just saying nice things about you, Elaine, yeah. and how inclusive I was and how um, uh, Traven's asking me a question. Is, um, sound, is the sound okay, you guys? The sound is okay. My internet is struggling like, uh, I don't know what, I don't even have, I don't even have a metaphor because I'm so mad at the internet today. Um, Traven is asking me a question and I don't know what, do I have to turn, um, do I have to turn off the Wi-Fi to, in order for the, the ethernet to work? You know what? I, think I don't know. All my other programs that might be helpful, huh? Yeah, I think you're fine. Um, I just don't know what you're asking me, Traven, and so I can't help you with what you're asking me. He's trying to help me to get my internet improved, and I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Elaine's here, and that's what's really important. And are you joining us from home? Is that where you are? Oh, yes, of course. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to assume, I, but I said I thought that you were uh -huh. going to be joining us from home. So Elaine, today's a very big day and oh, a day God. that I've been waiting for, for 10 years. I've ever, since I've known you, I was like, when is the sequel going to happen? 
So talk to people about what's happening today and uh, why it's a big day. Start at the beginning. (laughs) Well, um, the beginning, beginning, or why today? What's happening today? (laughs) Today, there's so much happening. Um, Yes. So the sequel to Autism the Musical, which was uh, an HBO Emmy-winning documentary that followed uh, my program, The Miracle Project, and and five students who were enrolled in the program. That was the first film called Autism the Musical. That aired in 2008 on HBO, garnering two Emmys, and our lives were profoundly changed as a result. And I think, Shannon, that's where you and I first met. Yes. Then um, today, the sequel to Autism the Musical called, drumroll please, Autism the Sequel <laughs> airs tonight on HBO. I'm so emotional today. I, I woke up at 5 a.m. because I was so excited. And then I um, you know, did my morning routine and meditating and stretching and hanging. And next thing you know, I'm on my email. And the sequel has been not only reviewed, but recommended by every major newspaper in the country, including the Boston Globe, the Washington Post, um, recommended in this Corona-19 time, we need films that bring us hope. And that is, that's what the film does. Um, I think, do you have tra- the trailer? Do I, did I? We have do have, we have the trailer for both the original and for the sequel. Should we show the original first? Let's show the original first. Okay. So Traven, let's, let's go for it. Let's hope mm-hmm. the internet is strong enough for this. <laughs> he's, he's troubleshooting 85 things for me, Elena. We apologize, you guys, that there is lag. I, I, we're working on it, but Traven, hey. go ahead and show the sequel, show the, um, the original. And now we know it's 154. And the internet is struggling to let us see this. So, and do we have sound, Traven? I'm not hearing the sound either. Well, I guess he's going to go back and try. We apologize, you guys. It is like technical, you know what, uh, right now. Here we go, Traven. Traven's got it now. Sometimes I don't like it when kids go into their own world. You know, I do that a lot. How are you how are you gonna make friends in your own world? I've tortured myself thinking that in order to fully love her, I needed to be able to understand her head. No matter how much you love them, no matter how many dollars you throw at them, this kid's got autism. I know they're skeptical. Ask them to put their faith in me. The first couple of weeks are going to be chaotic. That I can promise. Okay, so um, our, our internet was terrible and it was skippy, but it doesn't matter. You're still inspired. Um, and if you haven't watched the original, you really have to. Um, and it's been available available this month on HBO. You can still watch the original, lose your mind, get some hankies, uh, cry it out and be inspired until you feel like your heart is going to jump out of your chest. Right. Um, because that's what it is. That's what the miracle project does. Um, but now now we get to fast forward. So how many years ago was that, Elaine? So we were followed in the year 2006 
and uh, then it uh, screened at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2007. Okay. And so From now- there, Was picked up on HBO and aired on HBO in 2008. And uh -huh. in 2009, it screened at the United Nations. Wow, wow. Yeah. So now it's 2020. And uh, where did I the know- time go? Shannon, where I know, did well, that, this is what I said. I mean, you know, in 2006, when they were following you, that was the year in which my son was diagnosed, was 2006, wow. right? And I was just saying at the start of the show that my kid is about to be 17 years old. And I'm like, how did that happen? How did that even happen? Um, so, but now it's 2020 and I, I, I have seen from the posters of uh, Autism, the sequel, that it, it looks like there are four kids in particular that they're focusing on. Is this accurate? So there's the same five, the same five. So okay. it's Neil, Henry, Adam, Wyatt, and Lexi. So and we get to see them all these years later. Every single, yeah, all the five that were focused on originally, you get to see them later, you get to see them. Okay, first. so Trayvon, have you got that? Trailer ready for us to see? Grab the hankies, you guys. I don't know if I can take it. Uh, so let's go ahead and show the trailer. And thanks to HBO for allowing us to play the trailers. We really appreciate them and shout out to them. And thank you, Elaine, for working that out for us. So go ahead and show the trailer and we'll, we'll take a look. This is Autism, the sequel. Welcome everybody to the Miracle Project. <laughs> Autistic kids by nature are isolated. Sounds can be too loud, so how can you have a group of kids singing? I want to have an all-out musical. It's 12 years later, and in some ways, we're exactly where we were. There's a difference between him and other people. One minute something's challenging you, and then you figure it out, and the next thing you know, you gotta find your way around another challenge and yet we're light years ahead of where we were. He's so ready to be part of this world. As long as he's willing to fight the fight, I will back him up. I don't want to let something that the doctor has put on a piece of paper stop me. I mean, there might be a little sadness, but we can live through it. We're left to forge a new path with our kids. That's where we're at now. Oh, Elaine, you must be plotting. <laughs> I, I, ah, I woke up yeah. this morning and I got some different um, publicity announcements from HBO and like Neil's on the front cover of something. And then I see Lexi and Henry and Adam and I, uh, Wyatt, I'm, I've been crying all morning. I was actually late getting my getting ready for this interview because <laughs> <laughs> I was reading these reviews and seeing the pictures and I was crying and I'm like, oh my God, I got to put on makeup, you know? So. Yeah. No, I'm already crying and I can't wait to see it tonight and it premieres tonight. It premieres tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. And that would be nine o'clock. Eastern Standard Time and whatever okay. is in the middle and anywhere else that has HBO. So it, it's night is the opening night. We're, we're so excited. We're just so excited. And now, um, is there something else going on that's tonight? Cause you, you had sent me something and I didn't quite understand it. Is there something else yes. that's happening tonight? Yes. So, okay. okay. So let me go back a little bit. Um, Trisha Regan, who directed the original Autism, the musical. Mm -hmm. Uh, she and um, Sasha Alpert from Buna Murray have been wanting to do a follow-up for many, many years. So when I got the call from Trisha that it's a go, we're going to do this, we, um, we were ecstatic. And at the same time, like, uh-oh, we're going to be putting our, our, our children out there again. So I asked Neil, I asked Neil, what do you think? You know, are you, do you want to do this? And first he says, hmm, 
Neil's a multimodal. And, and for people who don't know, Neil is your son. Oh, okay. Thank you. Neil is my son. He's a non-speaking young adult on the spectrum. And an amazing though, individual. Thank a you. A true light. He's a true yes. light. He's a true light. And uh, he's overcome so many obstacles in his life. And being non-speaking and yet a, a brilliant communicator. He's learned over the years to, uh, he has a, an iPhone that has apps that he communicates with. He has some sign language and he also uh, is typing. And when I asked him whether or not he wants to do this film again, he typed, we are emissaries. Oh, and as soon as Trisha came to the house, Trisha Regan, who we trust, she's the director, she's brilliant, her heart is so open and loving. As soon as she came to the house, Neil went and got a photo of him that was taken during the original Autism the Musical. Wow. So how old was he when the original was? Neil was 11. Okay. So how old is Neil now? I'm bad at math. How old is he No, now? that's okay. He was 11, actually going on 12. Neil will turn 26 next wow. Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, what the film didn't capture because they filmed it a, a, over a year ago is that Neil now lives um, uh, independently in his own apartment with support and part-time there, part-time with us. He has, which you'll see in the film, his two jobs that he has. And he's also a presenter and uh, a semi-professional model and an actor and has been in several films. So he's, um, and all of these young people, they have truly forged their own path. And I think that's, that's what makes this film so powerful is how these five children have become strong, independent, self-reliant young adults, creating a world that not only can we parents be proud of, but we can take a little bit of a breath, at least for a second. Yeah. Well, and what I also love, Elaine, is that you don't, in all the work that you do, so often the criticism is that we get to see the kids that are so high functioning that a bunch of idiot sticks will write in and say, are they really on the spectrum? I mean, and I, I don't know what to do with those people because there is a spectrum, right? But so often what the public sees are people who are on the end of the spectrum where, where you know, sometimes people don't even realize that they're on the spectrum and you don't do that. Um, you, you have the full spectrum of people that are communicating in lots of different ways and are facing lots of individual challenges. I, I really love and respect that about you. But I remember the first time that I went to the Miracle Project, I had this feeling that I was only going to see that one type of kid. And man, did you set me straight. <laughs> um, that, you know, that there were, you have performers of all different abilities and you have performers facing all different kinds of challenges on stage. And honestly, it's very inspirational. And, th and that work is evident in these films as well, even though I haven't seen the new one, I, I can tell that that's there as well. Um, so that I'm sure that that can't be easy. That can't be the easy choice ever. Is that, do you feel like that it's that, it's that way because you just made a decision that it was that way? Do you feel it was that way because you have a son that, um, you know, communicated in a way that was different? What do you think steered that choice? Mm. There's a lot of people who are too afraid, Elaine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, great, great questions. Um, I have a passion for people on the spectrum, whether they're non-speaking or highly verbal and even though the challenges are very different for the parents, for the child, for the young adult, there's a commonality in that each person, no matter what their ability, is doing the best they can with what they have. And, um, and we parents are doing the best we can with what we have. And so my joy is to really listen and uncover who that 
individual is, what their core is, what their authentic self is, that's not um, uh, hampered by the, the, dis the disability. It's who, what, who, what's their soul? Um, I think one of the greatest compliments I've ever received was from Rabbi Naomi Levy, who called me the soul whisperer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I do. Because it's not even about, you know, performing. It's about hearing what their soul has to say. And, um, and then just helping guide them to be the best they can be and express who they are. I mean, I, I love hanging out with my autistic friends, um, as well as my staff from the Miracle Project. I mean, we have many of our teachers who choose only to work with those who are minimally fluent and, and unreliable speakers. And, um, and yet those who can sort of pass for normal may have some of the greatest challenges because exactly. the world is not as compassionate and understanding to those who look normal, but are quirky and different. So um, I enjoy and love working with those. I say working, it's really playing, being, sharing soul to soul with those um, young people and adults. I mean, I coach older adults who are just finding out that they're on the spectrum, just always thought that they were weird. And uh, everybody, you'll hear, you'll hear Henry so boldly and proudly speaking of his uh, differentness, which is so cool because his self-esteem is intact with it. And I think that's what we do with, with our, our, our non-speakers or unreliable speakers. We help them find their voice. We help them express the voice. We help to value their uh, experiences. And we do the same with those who are highly verbal is we help them realize that, yeah, life can be really challenging when you, um, when people don't understand you. Yeah. When you don't understand others. And, I, and so we, we really work with people, um, our, our young adults and older adults as well, <laughs> being willing to say, could you repeat that? I, I didn't understand that. And to understand their own sensory system so that they can um, help the world to understand those that are neurodiverse. Yeah. I have to tell you that the thing that I quote you all the time, um, when people are, um, you know, whenever somebody will say something like, I don't know, am I supposed to say high functioning? You know, what is, and I quote you all the time, um, because you were on the show once and talking about how those are not terms that you find informative. Um, because you said to me, for instance, you know, people could say that, you know, it depends on what the context is. So if somebody, somebody could be um, very proficient in one area and struggle in another, and you said, you know, there are people who look at your son and may have thoughts about something, but take him on the side of a mountain and open up a kit of things about, and say, we're going to climb to the top and he's going to be the most high functioning guy on the side of that mountain. And, and I love that. And I think it's great context for everybody to think of those terms as being really not helpful. Um, because, you know, what's the context? What is the context? And I love that when you work with individuals, you change the context and they become um, proficient in, the, in communicating in the way that they choose to. And an audience sits there and takes it in and applauds them. And recently, I think it was like a year ago, I came to one of your sensory friendly uh, performances where it wasn't applause, but everybody did this. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, uh, like that was exciting too. And I've certainly been to many um, deaf theater performances where that was the case before, but I'd never been to a performance before Elaine where it was a hearing audience watching a uh, mostly, I think, hearing um, performers, uh, and probably a lot of them were on the spectrum, and to see the way both the audience and the actors reacted to it, and as the performance went on, how it grew, I, I get goosebumps now thinking about it. It was a really love, I, I didn't expect it to be so different, but it was because what it did to the performers, I don't know how I could have left that out of the equation in my mind, but what it did to the performers was really, 
really beautiful thing. But you're always doing beautiful things. Um, it's it's one of the reasons why your programs are so popular and successful. And we should take a second for, for people to know about, because right now you're doing things online, correct? Yes, yes. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Shannon, for just so getting it on such a cellular level. Oh. You understand our work and, and uh, the way it impacts you just thrills me. Um, you know, a couple of things that you were saying about high functioning and low functioning. I actually gave that speech at the United Nations to request that the world stop using those terms. And, um, uh, and then as you mentioned, what, what I like to say is that we are all high functioning in some areas and low functioning in other areas. When it comes to uh, technology, and I am incredibly low functioning. I need someone else to help me figure that out. And it's like, I'll never be great at it. I'm good enough to be able to get on Zoom today. You're here. <laughs> that makes you a rock star woman. There you go. But, <laughs> but I'm high functioning with my creativity and my self-expression and my intuition. And I could sit at a table with the Dean of, um, you know, of, of philosophy at Brown University and hold my own. But to technology, I would probably be in maybe fourth or fifth grade. Probably they are much better at technology, fourth and fifth grader students. So what I like to think of, we always want our kids to be independent. And I want to reframe that is that none of us are independent. We're all interdependent. We need Wait, to if we didn't know that before, we learned that in this emergency. There you go. And so yeah. part of that is really honing our skill level of accepting help, of receiving help. And then it goes to our friends on the spectrum in that they are not supposed to be independent. They're supposed to allow to be interdependent and those strengths and challenges can help each other. So that, you know, I just wanted to comment on that. The, the other piece with that is yes, we also provide social skills training and life skills training and life coaching, where we use the same methodology that we've developed from the Miracle Project uh, within the context of our class. Which is evidence-based. Which is evidence-based. Scientifically evidence-based, y'all. And, and supported by some of the experts in autism as like Dr. Barry Prezant, Dr. Stephen Shore. Um, uh, I know Dr. Grampache is, is very um, passionate about- A big about supporter, work. yes, and, absolutely. And, I've been so passionate about her and her work and everything she's done for autism. But um, yes, we're evidence-based and the great, there's always a silver lining with the, the, uh, the virus right now and of all of us being home is that all of our classes are online. Yeah. We have people coming in from all over the country. We started in a poetry class and we've got people from New York and Minnesota coming in. We're starting um, a musical theater class completely on Zoom, dance classes on Zoom. We'll be doing private lessons. So we're able now to reach your audience yeah. in a way that we've never been able to do before. And we want to invite everybody. Tonight is our first ever Zoom showcase where okay. we're showcasing our students who started with us in September. Um, some of them beginners, never been in a class before like this, um, singing, dancing, acting. Some of our seasoned performers who are, are on the TV show Atypical are also in the showcase. And we're going to be celebrating and you will get a free performance at five o'clock Pacific Coast time, eight o'clock new, new East Coast time, right before the airing of Autism, the sequel. So I was just going to say, you've got to keep it to an hour because then people can go right from one to the other. Exactly. So where do people go? And I got to, I got to later on, you have to tell me who's doing your Zoom for you because that's a whole technology thing. Where do people have to go to get onto the Zoom? Okay. So what they need to do, I'm going to give you our website, which is themiracleproject.org. Do you want to, should I put that in the chat? Will everybody see the chat? No, they can, only you and I can see the chat. God, between so, us. <laughs> uh, the, but, uh, but what Traven does in our chat, so people know, is that he posts the things that you guys are saying. Okay. Um, so TheMiracleProject.org. The and from there, you will see a big flyer, big poster about 
our uh, showcase, our virtual showcase. If you want to go directly to the person who is running our Zoom, you can go to her email is admin, A-E-M-I-N, admin at themiracleproject.org and request the Zoom link. And I think if, if, I, if I can find it, because you sent it to me this morning, but I don't know where I've got it. Um, if I can find it, the, there's a meeting ID and then you can just type the meeting ID. It's like a phone number, but it isn't a phone number. It's the meeting Yeah, but ID. you have to register because we're limited okay. to how many people. So you have yeah. to register for the, so email either at okay. admin at themiracleproject.org um, or just go to the Miracle Project site. Admin at themiracleproject.org will get you in quicker, but are going to the site, then you'll click and then you'll click. And, but that, that's the way to get in. And um, we do know that if you can't uh, get in, we will be showing it on Facebook Live later. Okay, great. Got that idea from you, Shannon Penrod. <laughs> uh, take, take it away. I mean, it's a, it's a great, great, medium and everybody's using it. So that's a great thing to do, but yeah. limited audience to see it live on the zoom. So if you guys want to do that, you should do that soon. If not now admin, say it again. At admin, A-D-M-I-N at the miracle Okay. And say, I want to attend the live zoom tonight. So that's at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern time, do the math for the other zones that you're in. And then that will end and then you'll be able right to switch right over to HBO. Yeah. Now, just so you guys know, the Zoom doesn't get you onto the HBO. It's not. two separate things. We had the date of April 28th for our, um, <laughs> for our showcase since last August. And we just found out that this was going to be the air date of the film as well, which is kind of magical in a way that they're both on the same day. And it's we wonderful. didn't want to change one for the other. And uh, so we thought what a great kickoff to um, the screening of Autism, the sequel. Absolutely. I just want to address some of the things that people are saying. So many people wrote in and said they're so excited to watch tonight um, and now both things. Uh, and want to address that uh, we had we asked the question today of pe to people what do they like to do and people wrote in and said they'd like to play board games, uh, spending time with family and friends, spend time with my dogs, love to read, listen, uh, music. I also like to spend time with my cat. Uh, we our topic this week is self care, which I know is a big big deal with you. Uh, somebody said self care. I did some exercises yesterday to curve my anxiety. Good job. Um, they want to know where can they watch the original? Um, that's on HBO this month, right? Yes, it's on HBO right now. You could watch it this morning if you want and uh, have it down before you watch the other. So it's on HBO right now. So that would probably be HBO on demand, but also do a search so that you can see uh, when it when it's actually airing. Um, if you, and they, if you go to the HBO site right now um, and then type in Autism the Sequel, uh -huh. There's a page and it has information about how to do both films. Okay, great. Uh, somebody says that they didn't know that they were on the spectrum until later in life, but that they were on the spectrum their whole life. But now, and more and more people are finding that. Uh, one parent says, nicely said everything. Uh, another says, I don't care for the functioning labels and I don't like it when I hear Dr. Grannon still using those terms. Uh, uh, oh, Janice? What I like to use, and I got this from my mentor, Dr. Barry Prezant, I like to use the words different supports in different environments. For example, that the example you used with Neil, when he's in a school type classroom, he needs a tremendous amount of support. If he's taking a hike in the Santa Monica mountains, he's the leader and everybody's following him. There you For go. Me, somebody... I need a tremendous amount of support. When it comes to technology, I need minimal to none when it comes to expressing my creative ideas. Yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, I think you and I are cut from the same bolt of cloth because technology, I need uh, 12 hands, uh, <laughs> but I can be creative. Uh, and that's great because a parent said, as a parent who has a 12 year old boy on the spectrum, you don't use high functioning, am I right? So what do you say? Yeah, you say, I like to say different, different. and this is what I, I got from uh, Dr. Barry Prezant's work. Um, 
different supports in different environments. And I, I use it, I say that a lot so that people start to get a new vernacular. Um, and, uh, you know, it takes time. It's, it's sometimes like turning an ocean liner around and, and it's a newer generation, a new movement that's expressing ourselves like this. So, you know, the, the older generation who paved the way for us to be like, like Temple and, and others, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, that, that is the way that their lives had gone for them. Um, but I, you know, I, I also don't like the, the hierarchy of, you know, high functioning. That means low functioning. No, my son's one of the most highly intuitive humans on the planet. Pretty high functioning in that level, you know? So, yeah, um, I gotta be honest that I never liked the terms, but I will tell you that sometimes I will use the, the term high functioning a, if somebody has used it in conjunction with themselves, because I feel like that, you exactly. know, they say whatever they want to say about themselves. Absolutely. But I also uh, use it when I am sometimes at a doctor's office and I need to convey um, something about my son to them. Uh, so I, I switch to words that I know that they will have some inkling of understanding. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily proud of that, but in instances where I don't have time to educate somebody and like if my, you know when my son if been in an emergency room before with my son being right. sick and they're like what else do we need to know and I've got a minimal amount of time and I will say on the autism spectrum so I need you to do x y and z but he is very high functioning very intelligent very vocal very capable of communicating with you and I use those terms because it's rapid fire and I need for you know I it's like switching to sign language when somebody understands sign language and not sign language when they don't. Uh, I hope that someday yeah, I think, have to do that. Well, I think that's it. And I think that's why shows like Autism Live are so important because you do have the time and the bandwidth to, to help educate and move, the, move things forward. And in emergency situations, I mean, I'll say my son is severely autistic, you know, in an emergency situation. Um, and then we know like function doesn't have anything to do with who a person is. It only describes what they what they do. You know, my Absolutely. husband Jeff Reimer is a, is a therapist, and he works a lot with families and and um, often older adults on the spectrum, and helps them as as I do in my my private coaching, helps them to understand it's who they are. It's not what they do or can't do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a couple of more comments here. Uh, people saying, "Oh, Elaine Hall, hi, hi. Uh, and hello from Latvia." Uh, wow. Jana from Latvia wants to say hello to you. And they're also saying that they love atypical. And some of the people that you have in the showcase tonight are some of the young people featured in atypical. Um, yeah. So what a wonderful thing. So the showcase tonight, you've got to register to be able to attend the Zoom. It's limited to a certain number of people. So make sure that you register early or make your piece with it. You're going to watch it later on on Facebook Live. And they should go to... Uh, your Facebook page to be keeping an eye on that as well, right, yeah. Elaine? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And also, so, no matter what, come to our website, themiracleproject.org, and give us, you know, just sign up, and then we'll we'll be sending you notifications so you'll know. And you also, go. to sign for our new Zoom classes that's going to be open to the world, we'll go to Latvia. We're on Zoom. I think you're getting it. Everywhere yeah. that the live goes, we can now be. So. And, and here's the thing, I, you know, it's funny, I was talking, uh, I was doing a talk last night at Vandenberg Air Force Base for parents. And I was saying, you know, here are my tips for this COVID emergency. My last tip was do the things right now that you can only do right now. Yeah. Don't waste your time with all the things that, you know, like, well, I wish I could do this. Why can't I go to the beach? Well, because you can't. But there are things that you can do right now that you've never been able to do before for, you know, there's, there's like, you can watch the Metropolitan Opera for free right now. Do it like, cause it's not going to be forever. And, and how many times have we done this, Elaine, where we talked to people about the benefit of the classes for the Miracle Project and said, well, you know, it's available in a couple of places around the country. And if you're in Los Angeles, you get the benefit of doing it, but you know, it's, we don't, it wasn't for everybody. And this has now forced you to be able to be, have it be for everyone. But take advantage, people. Um, you have a moment right now, and I don't know, hopefully it'll last forever, uh, because now that you guys have learned that you can do it, I hope that you will, uh, that it will last forever. But I don't know, so take advantage. Do a class right now. Go to themiracleproject.org. 
and find out everything that you need to do and try it. Try it and reap the benefits. We are so out of time. Okay, we're out of time. I just also want to thank Boona Murray who produced both Autism the Sequel and Autism the Musical and all the people at HBO who, who believe in us and believe in changing the world to make it better for people with autism. And that's my hope and my dream. And I thank you so much. We always run thank out of time because I love you so much. Love you so much. And we're going to watch tonight and uh, make sure that you check it out on HBO. And congratulations to you. It's a big, big day uh, for autism. The sequel. <laughs> I, I sort of wish it was autism, the musical, the sequel, but I get it's a little clunky. Uh, so autism, the sequel tonight on HBO, you guys, we're back tomorrow with Dr. Doreen Grampy-Shea on Thursday. We have autism advocate, Chelsea Darnell. And on Friday, Anita Lesko is with us as well as, as autism advocate, Ryan Lee. So all of that this week, plus more, we'll be back tomorrow until then give your kiddos a hug for me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now. And thank you, Elaine. Bye-bye you guys. Trying to have to educate somebody. <laughs>